I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 253 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest to bring you guys today on this Warrior Wednesday edition of the show. Former Green Beret Zach Hughes will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Many of you dads out there have hit me with requests to have some other special operation guys on the show here other than the Navy SEALs. I have listened, and two weeks ago I had legendary Night Stalker pilot Mike Durant who flew with the elite special operations 160th SOAR. He, of course, was shot down in Somalia in what became known as Black Hawk Down. That was back on episode 243. So if you missed that one, I highly recommend you go back 10 episodes and check it out. Next week for Warrior Wednesday, I have an incredible guest lined up for you guys as well. Special Ops sniper Nick Irving, who holds the record for most kills on a single deployment, will be joining me here, so lock it in for that one. And later this month, I'll be bringing you guys a former F-16 fighter pilot. But for today, we're focused on the Green Berets. Zach Hughes is the second Green Beret that I've had the honor of speaking with here on the podcast, the other one being Evan Hafer, the founder of Black Rifle Coffee. You can hear me and Evan talk back on episode 107. And whenever I think about Green Berets, I can't help but think about Rambo, which I loved watching as a kid growing up. Sylvester Stallone is the ultimate action hero, and the new Rambo movie, Last Blood, was recently released. I spoke with Stallone's manager just the other day to try to get him on the podcast here, but he has stopped doing promotional podcasts and interviews for the movie. Uh, So had I gotten to him a month earlier, I would have been able to book him for the show here. I was a little bit bummed out about that, but make no mistake, the minute he announces a new project, I am going to be on him. Rambo, of course, is all fiction, and the dad I have joining me here today is a real American hero. Don't forget, tomorrow on the podcast, NFL legend and Heisman Trophy winner Tim Brown will be joining me. And please, dads, don't forget to spread the word about the podcast here. I am really depending on you guys to help me grow this audience. I know that this podcast is set to explode. I need your good old-fashioned word of mouth. Tell every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with former Green Beret, Zach Hughes. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, the NFL season is now upon us, and the Major League Baseball season is winding down. There is no better time to take your kids to the ball game, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets on SeatGeek.com by using my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Maybe you want to see a concert or a Broadway show. Save 20 bucks on the tickets on SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. SeatGeek.com, promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a retired Green Beret who is the COO of Elite Meat, helping young men who are thinking about a career in special ops. He's an American hero, and it is a big honor for me to say, Zach Hughes, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Appreciate it, Alex. I love exactly what you're doing. I'm super involved with everything that you're posting on your social media, and really, for me, it's an honor to be on. Yeah, it's an honor to have you here. So let's start right like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I've got one kid. She is six years old. Wow, okay, very cool. Uh, did you guys do uh, any kind of gender reveal to find out what you were having when you got or did you wait to the end? No, we, we didn't do a gender reveal like you know 
now uh, where it's like social and, and very outgoing. We did one just internally. Um, so we knew we were having a daughter very early on. Okay, very cool. You got her involved in any type of uh, sports or activities yet? Yeah, she she's like her mom, so she's real into cheer. She's real into dance. Um, loving that. Her mom's a middle school cheer teacher and cheer coach on the outside, so that'll 100% be her trajectory of what she's going to do in the future. Okay, very cool. You, you guys going for any more, or you're one and done? Uh, you know, that, that's still up for debate. We'll kinda, we're going to see how it goes in the future. All right, cool. Uh, please, Zach, do, do me a favor here. Just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So grew up in Texas, um, went to college. 9-11 happened when I was in high school. A lot of my friends joined the military directly after the towers went down. That was a real big impact in my life. Uh, immediately after I finished college, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and that's to join the Army because my grandfather was in the Army in World War II. Both of my uncles were in Vietnam, and it was those were my heroes growing up. So as I, as I finished my education, I knew I wanted to join the Army, and the decision point for me was what to do in the Army. So after a bit of research, I decided that I was going to embark on this journey to be a Green Beret. Um, so about fast forward two years throughout the qualification course in order to earn that, and for the last better part of a decade, I've been a Green Beret and just separated from that within within the last year. Yeah, wow, that's incredible, and, and thank you for your service. And one of the main reasons why I have so many of you veterans on the podcast here, not 11 made a big impact on my life as well. I, I, I'm a railroad mechanic, and I work uh, r- right across the river from the World Trade Center in Hoboken there for now almost 20 years. And um, and it obviously made a big impact on my life, and just uh, I'm so glad that we have people like you, uh, you know, who stepped up to the plate there to, to go and defend our country. So it uh, really means a lot to me, to, especially to have uh, that, a Green Beret on the show here. Yeah, I appreciate it, Alex. Absolutely. It's been an honor. Uh, and tell me then, how old were you? And So I guess you were serving then at the time when you became a father. So how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Uh, you know, so many times in my life since becoming a father, I've had that aha moment. Um, and for me, as, as a guy who's constantly gone, it was a big struggle because you want to be there for your children, but you've got this other very enormous task and responsibility to our nation. So every time I would find myself in these foreign countries, literally helping in unconventional ways build up this company or, or this country or this militaristic unit, help them in their way of life, I would see the children and I would immediately think, this is great, I'm helping this country right now, but what's my daughter doing today? So I kind of used that as an internal, internal flame, an internal spark. Every time I was home, every time I had a conversation with my daughter specifically, I put everything into it. Instead of just being a dad, I was the dad and I still am. And that, and that kind of transformed me even now that I'm not a Green Beret and not gone all the time. I've still got that burning desire to really be super involved and really overly involved because I wasn't there for so much of her youth. Yeah, very cool. Very well said. And I know, you know, from what I know about the Green Berets, you guys you guys spend a lot of time directly involved with helping, especially like the Afghan people and their families, uh, to better their lives and their situations. What, what are the major differences that you see um, with the Afghan fathers and children as opposed to dads and kids over here? Yeah, so Alec, it, it, there's a big shift in the culture. It, it's completely different. These guys, they they just they just grow up way more harsh than we do here. You know, we're we're in this lens where we understand exactly how our culture in America is supposed to be, and they don't have that perspective whatsoever. So 
the adults, the, the children grow up way faster. An 11-year-old child in Afghanistan has more responsibility and is doing more for their country than an 11-year-old kid would ever fathom in, in the United States. And because of that, it's a little bit different in terms of the fathers. The fathers are way more strict, especially if you talk about the females in the, involved in the family. They've got more responsibilities in the community. They're literally going out, doing work, bringing things in, making policy decisions inside of these small cultures, even at 11 and 12 years old. So big shift in that. And in general, I think that the, the, the ceiling for what these guys are going to do is obviously a lot shorter. But because they've got such a big impact in these small communities, these guys can be tribal leaders at 16, 17 years old just because they've been so involved in their community. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. And uh, what about you, Zach? I mean, uh, being a Green Beret, I, I would imagine you're a very disciplined individual. H how are you as far as uh, discipline when it comes to your daughter? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you kind of handle that? So, so far it's been a timeout scenario. I would say that her mom's the aggressor, <laughs> um, which is an interesting paradigm. You probably wouldn't expect that. Uh, early on I had this facade in my head that, well, my daughter's going to go join the military. She's going to be the first female Green Beret. And then the truth is she's going to be her own person, and you have to let that happen. So she decided very early on that she was going to really tether herself and her personality to what her mom does, which is cheer, which is teaching, which is coaching, which is like being very different than I am. And frankly, you're a bad father if you push your agenda onto someone else. So whatever you want to do, I'm totally behind it but you've got to do set goals. So if you want to be a cheerleader, well, listen, you better be the best cheerleader and you need to go to practice and you need to learn the techniques that your mother is teaching you and you need to show up and you can't quit, things like that. So my discipline really is, is through the focus of if this is what you're going to decide to do, here's set gates and here's set checkpoints and you've got to meet them. Yeah, that, that's an awesome philosophy, Zach. And, and talking about being a Green Beret, uh, or, or trying to be one, what kind of advice would you have for parents out there who's, you know, who have young men or daughters, uh, but, um, you know, kids that are aspiring to become a Green Beret? What, what should they expect and how could they support them? Yeah, so that's, it's, it's a really tough question, Alex, and it's something that I get hit with quite a bit from both sides, from the children whose parents don't want them to do it and from the parents who don't really want their children to do it. And I'll, I'll start off by saying, number one, our country needs men and women who want to go do this and that are passionate about it. So really, just like I said a minute ago, if your child is passionate about something, your job is to enable them to do it correctly, not to shift their mentality. So in my mind, if you're a parent and your child wants to go be a Green Beret or a Navy SEAL or any, any militaristic aspect whatsoever, you've got to find ways to overcome your fear and doubt so that, so that your son or daughter can be successful in whatever it looks like. So that really just starts internally. And I know that that, that I really in a very small way, that was for me when she was like, I want to go be a cheerleader. I'm just smashing my head. I'm like, you want to do what? Um, but that's what she wants to do. So if your child's son or daughter wants to go be a Green Beret and you understand the inherent dangers and really the responsibilities, I think if you look in a holistic view, going through the journey of becoming a Green Beret, Navy SEAL, joining the military, will make your son or daughter a stronger person, period. Having goals and attaining those goals will completely change your life aspect and how you attack everything moving forward. So you've got to let them do that, period, and you've got to enable them and spark creativity. Yeah, very well said. 
And, and I've had one of your partners on here, uh, former Navy SEAL John Allen, on the podcast. He's the CEO of Elite Meat. Uh, you, you, I believe, are the COO. What was the genesis of you getting involved with that, and, and, and what is it all about? You know, we, John and I do a, a number of things right now, Elite Meat being really the number one thing we do. And he started Elite Meat. So essentially, as he was getting out of the military as a Navy SEAL, he wanted to go into investment banking. He wanted to go into business. And he met an investment banker, and they started making these dinners where John was bringing his Navy SEAL friends, and this investment banker was bringing his investment banking friends. And they would all meet because inherently, if you're a Green Beret or a Navy SEAL and you want to go into business, well, you're probably going to be successful in that. And the guys who run businesses want to hire you. So it literally just became a dinner where we would, they, they would exchange information, blah, 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 blah. So fast forward a year, and it's this nonprofit that helps special operators that are transitioning out go into business specifically. Now we've got about 700 members. I heard about it word of mouth through those guys. Uh, really, as it was very early on before it really became an entity, and now it's this you know national large organization. We've got 700 to 750 transitioning operators at any time who are trying to pivot into business. We've got corporate sponsorships from all these large consulting firms, private equity firms, things like that, and we do these major events. So it's been an interesting it's been an interesting time in 2018 because rapid growth for that, and then. On the, on the back side, John and I both run an organization called Operators Association, basically where we help mentor the new operators coming in. So if you think elite meet, guys coming out going into the business, Operators Association mentoring our youth to go into special operations correctly. I didn't have anything like that when I wanted to be a Green Beret. I literally didn't know any Green Berets. John had one Navy SEAL that he kind of bounced some questions off before he started. So right now, we've we started this mentorship platform where these guys come in and we give them targeted answers and try to help guide them and usher them into the new wave of operators. Yeah, and it's awesome to see that, you know, so many veterans have found some success here, you know, uh, in their post-military career because some of you guys, I mean, you're so highly trained. You have so many different talents uh, and, and your careers, you know, a lot of times are short and there's so much, uh, you know, you can offer to the society, whether it be in the civilian side or on the military side. So it's awesome to see you guys making an impact out there because especially even too in the political arena now that so many veterans are getting involved in because we definitely need your voices there as well. Completely agree, Alex. Um, uh, you, know, you know what, too? I mean, now you talk about only hearing, about, uh, never meeting a Green Beret. Now, today, we have access through the Internet and social media to follow so many of you guys and everything. And the Navy SEALs in the last 10 years, there's been so many books, movies, and everything else. When it comes to the Green Berets, we have Rambo. That's really the go-to thing. How, how do you guys in the, in the Green Beret community, how do you view the film like Rambo? Is it more of like a joke for you guys? Are you guys anti-Rambo? How does that work? Uh, no, I love Rambo. So, I, in general, I am not anywhere near anti-Rambo. I think it's great. I think that movie, the, the John Wayne Green Beret movie, I love all of that stuff. Um, is it historically accurate? No. Uh, is it entertaining? Absolutely. So I, I absolutely love all of those. Um, if you've seen the movie 12 Strong, that's a more uh, accurate picture historically uh, of kind of the Green Beret movement post 9-11. But Rambo specifically, I absolutely love it. I think it's a great movie. That whole genre of Green Beret movies, Special Forces movies that are entertaining, as long as you view it through the lens of entertaining and not really accurate, then I absolutely think it's a positive thing. Yeah, I enjoy them as well. Uh, 
Uh, and what about you? Uh, what kind of goals do you have now for yourself here, Seth, in the future? What's next for you? Are you writing any books? Uh, what, what kind of ventures are you taking on coming soon? No, so no, no books in the works. Um, for us, it's, for me specifically, it's Elite Meet. It's Operators Association. That thing is really our new venture. We've been doing that for the last two months, I think, uh, give or take 60 days. We've already got over 400 guys that are, that are involved in the mentorship platform. That's taken on a, a big chunk of my weekly load. And then I just moved back from Florida to Texas because I separated from the – I literally separated from the Army less than a month ago um, and, and moved to Texas. So the last, you know, year in, in the Army, I was doing both. I was running Elite Meet and being in the Army. Um, so now if I'm pivoting the business, what do you do? Well, you go to – you get your MBA. So on the side, I'm in the executive MBA program at SMU. So we're going to see how all these things kind of come together, but for me – I think it's important, much like you, Alec, you've got to have a side hustle and you've got to be doing something that makes you passionate for what you're doing, and that is definitely Elite Meet and Operators Association. So really, I could not be happier with what's going on right now. Yeah, awesome and very impressive. Uh, last thing I want to hit you with here, Zach, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Great question. So new father coming in, a pre so pre-fatherhood, right, during the pregnancy, those things, your job number one is be there for the mother, period. That's just what it is. That is very simple, very clear, overly prepared to help her with anything she needs, 100%. Post that, you've got to be there for the child. Your job is literally to nurture, to foster, to assist, and then more importantly, to lead. You've got to lead these children. Like we've discussed a minute ago, whatever direction she decides to go with her life, which is going to evolve so many times, just like all of us have, you've got to lead her through the gates and through the steps in order to be successful. You can't be the friend of your child. You've got to be the leader of your child. Yeah, very well said, Zach. Uh, I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Alec, I love it. Keep the momentum. Absolutely glad to be involved with this. I can't wait to see where you're at in a year. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Zach Hughes for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Lock it in for tomorrow. He played his college football at Notre Dame where he took down the Heisman Trophy. He went on to play for the Oakland Raiders to the tune of being enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tim Brown will be joining me here tomorrow. Do not miss out on that one. And please, guys, follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. Next week is going to be just a banger, guys. You don't want to miss out. I've already told you the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort's going to be here. Special Operations Sniper, Nick Irving, and find out who else. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.